Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for another restful episode of True Scary Stories to Help You Fall Asleep. Today, we're going to be reading True Scary Nightclub Horror Stories. I hope you enjoy them. I also want to thank Gemini Reads for reading the first story in this video. He is an excellent narrator, and I really enjoy his work. If you like his story and you want to check out his channel, make sure that you click on the link in the description down below to go subscribe to him. And for now, without further ado, lay back, relax, and enjoy these true scary stories. All real names have been replaced. Hey everyone, I have a ton of stories about the time that I lived in Scotland with my friend Jane. I posted in different Reddit subs and threads, by the way. But what I am about to tell you is more terrifying than ghosts, since it's real life. Jane and I used to go dancing in nightclubs near Buchanan, a popular area in Glasgow. We used to meet nice people there, often drunk yet funny and harmless until the day we crossed paths with a guy Kyle Kyle kept staring at my friend Jane to reassure Jane and protect her I pretended to be her brother but that didn't stop Kyle who started hitting on her heavily with his glass of whiskey and his weird look Jane laughed to cool the heavy atmosphere because I could see how much it bothered her to be approached like this as he did not even respect her safe space. Eventually, I broke off the conversation, but the guy followed us everywhere, with his dumb friend. He even took a picture of Jane in secret. That was too much. I kindly asked him to stop, in a quiet, no-pressure way. He seemed okay. I just did not want to start a fight in a club, and being kicked out of the place that we liked. While we were dancing with Jane, she noticed that the guy gave her a sign. He moved his finger on his throat, like cutting it. She totally lost it, told me about it. We immediately ran away, and we even managed to hide from Kyle, who did not show himself for the moment. When the club closed, Jane and I went to a fast food place, waiting for the first buses to go home. Jane felt very uncomfortable after this experience, as she survived an attempted murder. Her ex-boyfriend's brother tried to kill her with a knife. He even killed his own mother, wanted to stab Jane's ex. He is now in a psychiatric hospital and locked up. As she was very traumatized, I tried to make her laugh, to change the subject as she asked me to. Suddenly, out of nowhere... Kyle came back again, his shirt stained with blood. He came closer to us with his friend and said, I bravely fought with a guy in the street. Luckily, I always keep a knife on me. After the trauma she experienced, Jane was not sensitive to this bad boy stuff, even if he was so proud about it. I asked him to get out. The situation was tense because he wanted to hit me. Bless the guard who kicked him out. 
That night, Jane was very brave. When we came back to France, the story seemed behind us. But Kyle managed to find her on Tinder after more than a year and recognized her. I hope we never see that bad guy again. This is currently happening right now. Not the worst thing in this subreddit, but it's a constant creepy problem. I'm a 25-year-old female sitting by myself in a bar. I find myself doing this quite often, even if I'm not drinking. I'm a smoker, and when I don't want to be alone after work, I'll often pop into a bar, grab a drink or a snack, and smoke a cigarette or two. I'm friendly, and I get a kick out of the tipsy people making quick friends at the bar. My favorite bar has this adorable outside area that's usually empty, even though the bar is busy. I love going out there, sitting in the sun, smoking a cigarette, and browsing Reddit. There's this 60-year-old man or so who followed me out here. He was staring at me for a while, which I tried to ignore. Then when I looked back up, he was still staring and licking his lips. I just looked back over, his hand in his pocket moving around. He's still licking his lips and breathing hard. I'm finishing my Sprite and heading out now. It's just so creepy, and unfortunately not uncommon to have unspoken creepy as heck encounters at bars. I'm disgusted, and I'm mad that this is such an issue where I live. So this happened when I was around 19 or 20 and just started going out. At the time, I had finished sixth form and was taking a gap year for financial reasons before starting uni. My friends had all come over for the weekend, and we all planned to go out and hit our small town clubs. First place we get to, we start catching up and getting shots and having a great time. One thing I should note is that when clubbing, I hate having actual drinks like a beer or vodka and coke unless we're setting down and I can watch my friends. At this part of the night, we were constantly on the dance floor, with nowhere to put a drink, so I was on shots for the rest of the night. While dancing, this guy starts dancing with me and my friend. Okay, pretty normal. He then starts trying to dance with just me, and keeps getting in front of me, blocking my friend. Slowly, he starts backing me away from my friends and away from the dance floor. I initially didn't notice because I kept trying to get away and get back to my friend. That was my biggest mistake. I am by no means a short person, but I was underweight for my height, and this guy who is at least six foot two decides that he wants a kiss. I now properly try and get away from him, in which he picks me up and carries me, fighting me to a corner to try to force himself on me. I froze. I didn't know what to do other than try and fight him off. But as he has me cornered and no one can really see me where we are, I start frantically pushing and clawing at him to get him off of me. And these two women there see me. I send a look of pure fright and help me. They come over and one has to almost push the guy off me. Her friend grabs my hand and puts me behind her and was asking if I knew him. 
I said no. The guy looks absolutely angry. He starts trying to get me back to him, and both girls stand in the way, saying no, else we're going to get bouncers to throw him out. He gives up and walks away. Both women are asking me what happened and asking if I was okay. I thank them so much for the help that they gave me, realizing that I was in trouble and stayed with me until I found my friends. After they left me, I think they told the bouncers what happened, because I see them outside looking angry as heck. I stick to my friend's side like glue till we leave, and then every time we went out since when living in that town, she managed to get a stalker of her own at some point. I'm sure if I had a drink, he would have tried to spike it in hopes of making me more willing. So, dude in the club, let's never meet again. This happened in early January, when I, a 25-year-old male, was on holiday. I had befriended some locals and went clubbing with them. A few hours in, a balding, sturdy man who looked to be in his 50s danced with me. He smiled at me and put both of his arms around my shoulders. I smiled back. After the song, he still held me and danced along. I laughed it off and endured this for another minute or two and finally tried to move away. The man tightened his grip, kept smiling, kept dancing, his arms sort of locking me in. This was the first time that something like this was happening to me, so I was stunned. I told him, okay, that's enough, still smiling and tried to shrug him off. Again, he held me hard. I slapped his hands away and told him, no, that's enough. But he sort of just wove around my hands and replaced his grip on my shoulders. He pulled me close, hugged me, was whispering something I couldn't hear, and put his head against my neck. I shoved him at this point and swore at him. He looked dejected. I retreated to my local friends and tried to pretend that that hadn't happened. The man returned, grabbing my hands and pulling, motioning to go outside with him. I ignored him. He hovered around me, frowning at me, and really I tried to put on my best brave face. Finally, he slid up to me, touched my butt, and left the club. The night was pretty much ruined for me by then, but I continued to fake it and dance. I walked back to my hotel some hours later with my local friends, keeping an eye out for the man, but he was gone, and I didn't mention this to anyone. This is my first post here. My memory was jogged by the recent story of the girl whose drink was spiked, and she passed out, and her friends took her home, thankfully. I had just turned 21, and obviously wanted to celebrate by going to the most popular dance club in my town with a couple of girlfriends. I had never had a fake ID or anything, so this was my first clubbing experience. We get inside and order drinks. I ordered a girly-type bottled drink, We drank for a bit and then hit the dance floor. So I had been taught about safety while out at the club. I knew all the things to watch out for. A tip that a co-worker had once given me was to put your thumb partially in the neck of your bottled drink 
if you're not going to be paying close attention to it, as it disables access for anyone who might want to slip something in there. So that is exactly what I did the entire night. A few guys had asked us girls to dance and we obliged. Eventually, the second guy that I ended up dancing with gave me a weird vibe. He tried to buy me a drink, saying that he would go to the bar and get it for me. I declined. He asked if he could hold my drink for me while we danced, seeing as how I had a wristlet in my other hand, and he just wanted to be helpful. I declined. He was pushy. I got the weirder vibe after those couple of different passes, and when the song changed, I left him saying I needed to go find my friends. My friends and I hung out for a while, then went back out onto the dance floor. Lo and behold, but who should slide up but him? So here I am, a 21-year-old with no clubbing experience, no huge dating experience, feeling uncomfortable while this guy dances with me. I didn't assert myself. I was intimidating. It was a really crappy feeling. I let him dance near me, kind of vaguely dancing but avoiding eye contact, keeping an eye on my friends, both of whom were dancing nearby. And that's when he got all touchy-feely. He put one hand on my waist, not aggressively, but it made me even more uncomfortable, and kind of took my free hand, wristlet was hanging on my wrist, in his, and he made a few woohoo, look at us, we're dancing type of motions. Then he switched. His hand ran down my other arm, lightly grasped my hand, the hand that was holding my drink, and I feel his fingers slide until he's touching my bottle. My stomach turned over, but I kept dancing, not really knowing what to do. And that's how it went. Every so often, he would feel around my hand and bottle, my thumb firmly lodged in there, and then let go. After about a minute of this, I felt his forefinger and thumb grasp my bottle thumb, as if to confirm slash test that my thumb was indeed in the way. And at that moment, the song changed. I saw my friend in my peripheral vision. I made eye contact with him and we shared a moment that really made me feel like he was thinking, I know you just got to know what I'm trying to do. I fled in the direction of my friend. We found my other friend and we went to another club. I can't think of any other reason that he would want to have his hands near my own hands or my drink. He wanted to drug my drink. I wonder how many other girls he had tried with that night. I certainly hope that he never succeeded. So creep at the club. Let's not meet. I'm not sure how creepy this actually is, but I always try and play it safe. I don't believe in taking chances and I don't intend on becoming another statistic. If that means playing on one side of caution, then so be it. I'm a bartender by trade. I've been working in bars since I was 21. I'm 29 currently and female, so I've had to pick up a thing or two. I get a fair amount of unwanted attention in my day-to-day life. I'd say about as much as the average woman gets. I'm not a vain person, but I do put a lot of attention into my wardrobe, my makeup, and my nails. I know it's such a sideways way of thinking, but most of my money is made on tips, and I have to make myself presentable enough. But because of this, 
I do set my boundaries very strongly. This doesn't mean that I'm perfect, though. I'm still a person with people urges. It was a typical Saturday night. The bar that I currently work at, and the one that I've been working at for the past two years, is a pretty small bar with more of an emphasis on the quality of the drinks and the relaxed atmosphere. I don't serve as many Vegas bombs or Bud Lights that I have at previous bars that I've worked at. It's mostly cocktails and craft beers. This usually keeps the rowdy crowd out. On Saturdays, we do trivia night, which I occasionally get tasked with hosting. It's not my favorite thing to do, but something I have to do as per my job description. There was a girl in the crowd that was answering most of the questions that I sent out. She wasn't alone, came in with a group of people, all seemingly in their mid-twenties. Her and I ended up talking for a while at the bar in between serving drinks. She was flirty, which isn't something that I'm incredibly good at, but she was sweet. And just to make it clear, I have an equal preference in men and women. I wasn't trying to lead her on or humor her for the sake of making tips. In the crowd of trivia participants came this one guy. I wasn't the one to ID him, so I couldn't tell you his name. He began making rude remarks from one bar stool down from where this girl was sitting. He was somewhere in his 30s. It seemed like he was hitting on her, but she didn't seem very responsive. I told him that she didn't seem interested and that he should stop. He apologized with a very sinister-looking smile and looked down at my chest, claiming that he was looking for a name tag to formally address me. We don't have name tags. I told him that if he continued making people uncomfortable, he would be removed. One thing that I took notice of that made me sufficiently uncomfortable was the fact that he kept one hand in his jacket pocket, just the one, and he seemed to be fiddling with something. I don't play around with this kind of stuff, so I told security about it. While I was walking back, I overheard him telling another bar patron that I basically told him that I would sleep with him when I got off of shift. The girl from the bar, as well as the random bar goer, told him that his behavior was out of line. I told him that he needed to leave, and that security was going to kick him out. His response changed from sinisterly playful to outright agitated. He made a comment about my sexuality and told the random bar guy that he was setting near that he was a homophobic slur. I hate guys like this with a passion. People who want to disrupt the comfort of others in some half-hearted attempt at getting laid. I walked from behind the bar and told him to leave and tried again to flag security. He made a very crude comment about me letting him do some stuff to me. And in return, I wouldn't feel the need to be attracted to women. Unless it was, let's just say, a group effort. The girl that I had been talking to threw a glass of scotch in his face and then headbutted him in the mouth. Security finally came running, only to try to kick her out. I flew into a rage over that and told him that the girl was good and she was only doing the job that he was supposed to be doing. He was removed from the bar. I kept an eye on him through the window. He stuck around near the bar for a bit, but after an hour or so, he left. The girl offered to stay with me until closing, which wasn't necessary. I'd closed the place down so many times at 2 to 3 a.m., but I gave her the, oh, would you please, routine. I also give credit where it's due. So I gave the other guy from the bar a good thank you hug before he left and told him that he made me feel safer. The girl told him the same. I told the manager and the owner that we had an issue with a customer. 
Bar cam footage was pulled, and his identity was confirmed. He had an issue with getting banned from bars, and had a tendency to start fights while intoxicated. I hate to say it, but I'm still keeping an eye out for him. Not sure if this is creepy enough, but it was for me. So this happened to me at my first club experience. Background info. I'm a 20-year-old female, and I was 19 at the time, and I barely reached 5 foot 1. The size is important later on. I live in a city that has some pretty lit clubs, and in the downtown core we have two universities. There's this one club that is super cool, but packed with university students, and primarily creepy guys, unfortunately. I'm assuming most clubs are like this. This club was a house at some point that has been transformed into a club with different floors slash sections, like a dance slash EDM area, a piano bar, a seating area with pool and a top patio, some other areas too, I believe. One of my girlfriends had just turned 19, and she was the last of us, so we decided to go downtown and party at this really cool place. Totally makes sense. There was a big group of us, probably 10 girls and maybe 3 guys. Unfortunately, my boyfriend didn't come with me on this particular occasion, and I've always wished that he had since then. At the club, I was primarily with my two closer friends, Jamie and Lee. At some point, Jamie and I lost Lee, but it was fine. We were dancing and having a good slash okay time. I was starting to feel anxious and I just wanted to go back to my boyfriend's place. Lee wasn't answering her phone, and I didn't want to leave Jamie until we found Lee and they were together. Jamie and I were in the EDM area at this point, and started making our way across the dance floor, holding hands so that we didn't get separated. Then this guy just starts dancing with Jamie, being a little pushy, but not creepy pushy, and Jamie starts dancing with him, still holding my hand. Then they start making out, and Jamie is still holding on to me. This entire time I'm thinking, what the heck? This is so weird. Out of nowhere, I see this figure move towards us, and he's much, much taller than I am. Probably six foot five. Definitely seemed taller than my boyfriend, who is six foot three. He kind of looms over and bends down, slightly, and in the creepiest tone goes, Hi, how are you? In my ear. I think I said fine and tried to ignore him, but he wrapped his arms around my waist. And when I say wrapped, I mean tightly, breath crushingly, nearly double wrapped his arms around me. Then he starts to straight up pull me back into a corner, not even dancing to the peat, but pulling me with all of his might, trying to get me into the back. I don't think I've ever been so scared of someone, even though this was such a small moment. Thankfully, Jamie is still holding onto my hand while making out with this guy. I started to lose my grip, though, and we almost let go of each other until I could feel her tighten her hand in mine and start tugging me away. The guy she was with finally left her, or she pulled him away, not totally sure. And with all of her weight, she ripped me out of this guy's arms, and I went flying across into her. This was such a small, probably not terrifying moment. But as someone who is extremely short and tiny, 
making me vulnerable, it definitely scared the heck out of me. Especially the lack of dancing and just sheer force of pulling me back. Maybe he just wanted to make out. Maybe it was more. But who knows? When I was in my early 20s, me and some friends went out to celebrate my birthday. We went to a couple of parties since it was the weekend, then bar hopped the rest of the night. While we were at a bar, we met a group of guys that offered to buy us drinks. No biggie and heck yeah, it was my birthday. We danced around with them for a bit before retreating back to our little section. One of the guys came over to our section and asked me to dance again. I told him maybe in a bit and went back to partying with my girl. We didn't see them again until the club closed. The group of guys came over to us and of course were trying to find someone to go home with. The same guy that approached me earlier had approached me again. I laughed it off and thanked him for a good time. By this time, we were all getting into the car. We had a designated driver, and they made sure that each of us got home safe after the club. Three nights later, me and my then-boyfriend were knocked out as I had work the next morning. My boyfriend worked nights, but he was off this night. 3.41 a.m. There's a knock at the door. My boyfriend goes to answer it, and I'm walking behind him, wondering who could possibly be at the door at that time of night. We lived in a not-so-good area, so the porch lights would work when they wanted to, and now was not one of those times. As my boyfriend opens the door, the person at the door says, Excuse me, ma'am, I can't get my car to start. And as he looks up, I immediately recognize him as the man from the club. I scream, and my boyfriend catches on and closes the door. Me and him had had a few laughs when I told him about the guy at the club. So when I told him that it was him, he opened the door back up, I guess to confront him. But he was gone. We hadn't seen a car, but again it was dark. I don't know how this man found out where I lived, other than following us home that night. I still get the chills thinking what may have happened if my boyfriend wasn't there that night. This happened to me when I lived in Prague. I was out with the girls. We had secured a bench in the back, which in and of itself is a miracle. I offered to go get drinks because this boat club filled up fast. So I get my friend and I a drink. I'm standing by the bar with two drinks balanced carefully in my hands. I turn around to go back to my friends when suddenly this guy is standing in front of me. I was unprepared for what would happen next. I have to preface this with saying that I had a lot of people come up to me in the Czech Republic asking to touch my hair. I have very tight curls. Not a lot of people in Prague look like me. I've had people ask to take pictures with me because of my hair. It was like my hair was some big celebrity, and every hairstylist in the city would find me and asked if I ever needed to get it cut to go to them. I even had a man follow me around a club, asking me where is my fiancé, all because of my hair. 
But this man did something special. This man did the unthinkable. He reaches out his pale rough fingers and picks up a big piece of my hair. He held it up as if to examine it. Then he took his other hand that he stretched his hands out and chomped down on my hair while still attached to my head. He dropped his hands. He ground down, essentially chewing my hair for a second. I could see the hair dangling at an odd angle. His face was pretty close to mine, as I don't have particularly long hair at the time. He then lets go. I didn't have time to respond. I don't even know if he spoke English. He just fled. I wanted to wash my hair, but I was at the club. I stumbled back to my friends and told them what had happened. They were stunned. I didn't have another interaction with him that night. And to this day, it's one of the strangest things that a person has ever done to me. Years ago, my roommate and I were getting drinks at our usual place. We sat at the bar sharing a pitcher and some shots, and this creepy guy that we had never seen before kept butting into our conversation. He kept trying to buy us drinks and talk to us. He was really drunk and very pushy. We were there for a couple of hours, and it went on the whole time. We ended up leaving early because he kept saying that we should come over to his house, and when we declined, he got weird and started talking to himself. Fast forward two weeks later, and this guy is on the news wanted by the police. He had met a girl at the bar. She left with him, and he unalived her out in a cornfield. April 30th, 2019, I was staying at the Crossroads Hotel in Kansas City. I was there for two weeks for work, but with nothing to do over the weekend and no friends in town. At around 9 p.m., I decided to have a drink at the bar by myself. I had just ordered my first beer. I emphasize ordered here. I had not even received the drink. Therefore, I was not drunk and my mental state was still completely sober and a girl tugged on my shirt. She was really attractive, and I was single at the time, so I turned to say hello. She whispered in my ear that the man next to her was being really creepy, and if I would help her out and pretend to be her boyfriend, she would buy me a drink. I'll be honest, I thought this was just a line, but I obliged because, frankly, she was hot. But there really was an old man, late 50s or early 60s, rocking back and forth in his chair, eyes half open, clearly two sheets to the wind, and he was in a tuxedo. I asked him about the tux, and he said that his daughter just got married that day. The wedding party had a room block at the hotel, and he was keeping the post-reception tab open at the bar. At this point, he started hitting on the girl, we'll call her Rachel, saying how beautiful she was and how lucky I was to have such a beautiful girlfriend and staring at her. I really felt for her, and all women honestly in that moment. Then Rachel wrapped her arms around my waist and said, Yep, this is my boyfriend. I love him to death. I'd kill for this guy. 
the guy rocked back and forth in his chair and then goes, I get it. I've killed for love before. We looked at each other. I thought I misheard him. Um, I'm sorry. What did you say? I said, I have killed for love before. For the next 10 minutes, he proceeds to tell us about this supposed murder that he committed. It was his ex-wife's boyfriend. From what I could tell, he was divorced, probably reluctantly. His wife remarried and he got jealous of the guy. And he killed him with a Glock 37, shot three times, twice in the chest and once in the head. And what he did with the body, he wrapped the body in black plastic bags went fishing in the lake behind his house one morning and threw it overboard with weights tied to the legs. I could tell he was suspicious of us asking so many questions, so I figured that it was time to leave. Then, I was proud of this. I actually got his name. I said, It was nice to meet you, mister. And he filled in the blank. The next morning, I asked the front desk manager, who I've become friends with over the years of traveling there, if there was someone staying there with that name. She said she couldn't give me a room number for security reasons, but confirmed that someone was staying there with that name. I called the Kansas City Police Department tip hotline and told them everything I knew. I have a tipster ID number and everything. I check maybe once a month or so to see if there's been any arrests, but no dice so far. I really thought this guy was messing with me, but the more I thought about it, the more I thought maybe not. I could totally see someone having this way on their hearts, feeling vulnerable at their daughter's wedding, being drunk enough to feel untouchable, and trying to get it off their chest. His one mistake was that I was sober at the time and remembered everything. Please message me and let me know if you know of any unsolved murders that match this description. Back when I was 18, my best friend Ann and I used to go to this club quite frequently. The legal age to drink in my country is 18. It was a trendy place with cheapish drinks and really good music. My dad never stopped me from going clubbing, but he always told me to not get drunk and to be aware of my surroundings. Always. My mom always told me to look out for Ann and for Ann to look out for me. Girls need to stick together. So it was an average ladies' night on Wednesday, where girls enter for free and drinks are cheaper. Ann and I start drinking and get pretty buzzed but not drunk. Ann needed to go to the bathroom, so I followed her and waited outside. So the male and female bathrooms are right next to each other, and there's a sofa area in front so people can sit and wait. On the sofa, there was a girl who was obviously very, very drunk and she was in between two guys who were laughing, but it looked off. They were harassing her, which could have been mistaken as just two friends having a laugh at their female friend being drunk. They proceed to literally carry her out of the club. At this point, Anne comes out, and I motion to her that this girl looks like she's in danger. We both tail them, and the more I see them interact with her, the more I feel like they're about to assault her. My friend and I go up to her and start saying, Oh my God, Angela, there you are. We didn't know her actual name, 
We just wanted to get her out of that situation. The two guys were shocked and put her down. Anne asks them who they are, and they claim that they were just trying to help her and bring her out of the club for some fresh air. I wanted to give them a piece of my mind, but I somehow read Anne's mind and decided against it. We were just two 18-year-old girls, and they were two large 25-plus-year-old guys. We wanted to save the girl, but we didn't want to jeopardize our own safety either. So we pull her away and put her arms around our shoulders and carry her out of the club ourselves. We're trying to ask her if she has an ID on her or if she has friends at the club also. She was too drunk to answer. We finally got outside and saw a small group of guys and girls around that girl's age. They see us and run towards us and her. They were her friends. The girls in the group take her from me and Anne and start talking to her in their own language. The guys thank us profusely and we explain that we found her inside. We later learned that they were German tourists and this was their first time in our country. It still haunts me to this day about what would have happened if we didn't intervene and save Angela. So remember, please be safe, drink responsibly, and always have a friend with you when you're out. Look out for other girls. We need each other. I thought I was going to die in a strip club. So a little backstory. I was a dancer for six years. I've worked in many cities and clubs. At the time of this story, I wasn't a rookie. I was well versed in the industry. At the time this took place, I was like 20 or 21. It was also in Texas at one of the upscale clubs. I never imagined something like this would happen in this place, but apparently I was wrong. I started my shift at about 6 p.m. I like to get there early to meet with some of my regulars before the crowds came in. It was like 8.30 or 9 o'clock, and this really good-looking guy came in with some friends. They were all older, like 40 to 45. I grabbed some of my hustle friends, and we went and sat with them. It wasn't hard to convince these guys into a VIP room with bottle service. But this is where it gets kind of weird. The guy that I was talking to wanted a separate room for just us. I thought maybe because his friends seemed rowdy and wanting to party hard. He wanted to have a more relaxed area. I wasn't complaining because that meant that I wouldn't have to share my cut of the room. So stupid me saw dollar signs and went with it. We get two bottles of Dom Perignon, mixed drinks and some shots. Now, a lot of guys that come into strip clubs really want to let loose, and they brought drugs as well. These guys had just about everything besides crack, meth, and heroin. I was definitely a party girl at the time, too. So, yes, I partook in some of these, but I also wasn't stupid. So, at this time, we were all hanging out in one room together. I took a little hit of coke and off the back of my hand and continued drinking. After we were all hyped up and ready to party... My guy pulled me into the other room. This guy was like six foot four, obviously worked out a lot and was attractive. I, on the other hand, without my heels, was five foot six and like 120 pounds. I sat down on his lap, 
I started talking to him and laying down my moves to get him to empty his wallet. We were having a really good conversation, and my bouncers were really good about checking up on the girls in the rooms, because they're pretty secluded on the second floor. After about 20 minutes of talking, something snapped, and all of a sudden he literally puts his hand around my neck, lifted me up, and slammed me against the back of the couch. The couch backs were tall and padded, so it wouldn't have been hurt on the other side, plus with all the music. I was literally frozen in fear. After almost three years of dancing, I had never been in this situation. He started calling me names, spat in my face, and his grip on my neck would get tighter and tighter when he would make me feel like I needed to take a deep breath, like I was going to scream. Luckily, there were also VIP rooms across the large overlook, and a bouncer noticed me kicking and flailing. I faintly remember, like all of the bouncers running into the room, they had to pry me out of his hands. When I was finally back to sitting on the couch, they had him on the floor outside the room, and his buddies acted like they didn't even know him. My manager grabbed me and carried me like a baby to the dressing room, asked if I needed any medical attention. I said no. I was just really shaken up. His buddies talked to my manager and basically gave me guilt money for the happening. Apparently, he was going through a crappy divorce and just snapped on me instead of his ex. To the guy at the club, strippers are people too, and let's not meet. This happened last night at 2 a.m. We woke up to screaming and crying in the hall. My neighbor had just come back from the club apparently, and her gentleman company had insisted on walking her to our doorstep. She lived down the hall two doors from us, but she refused to let him in for anything more and told him that she has an early morning and so on. He then got aggressive and insulting to her and ended up slapping her twice and punched her on the nose once. She talked to me while they were waiting for the police, and then tried to steal her phone to get his money's worth of that night. That's when my boyfriend yanked our door open and ran out, while I ran towards her and pulled her into our flat. The guy dropped her phone and ran away. This guy. I don't have any words. The police came and took her in to get her to the hospital, and everything recorded. I'm buying a baseball bat or something similar. So, as my username suggests, I'm a Fiji Indian. Well, at least my parents are. I, on the other hand, was born and raised in Australia and grew up with the Western way of life. One of my close friends has just gotten engaged and all of us girls wanted to go out to celebrate. We ended up going to this club that was holding somewhat Indians night out event. Around 2 a.m. I leave to go back home, as usual. I visit my parents on the weekends and I wanted some sleep before then. 
I usually drive everywhere, but due to restrictions on my license, I'm unable to drink. I'm on my green peas for those who are familiar with Australian road rules. I left my friends and walked towards the building where my car was parked. It was parked near the train station, and the walk was roughly 500 meters to a kilometer away from the club that I was at, so I felt kind of safe walking it. As I was walking out, a pair of Indian guys walked out behind me as I was walking towards the train station. I heard the men started to say things in Hindi, like, that girl is good, and look at her legs and super shady stuff like that. I then started walking faster and they kept on following me. At this point, I was running to my car and fearing for my life as I entered the building of the car park where the two security guards were. And I ran up to them and told them what was happening. And one of the security guards stayed with me and the other walked up to the two men and moved them along. The men were saying things like, if she was a decent girl, then she wouldn't be out at night and wearing short clothes. After the man had left, the security guards asked if I wanted to report it to the police. And I began getting scared, and I said no. I got into my car to get the F out of there. So, to the creepy Indian dunes at the club, let's not meet again. In the summer of 2016, my boyfriend was away for two months in the Middle East on a trip, and I was missing him a lot. So my friend Nadine invited me out dancing. I'm not a big club person, but I agreed and was looking forward to spending some time with her. The clubbing itself was fun. We stayed right until closing, and nothing out of the ordinary happened. After the club closed, the common thing is to stand outside and hang out for a bit. Nadine and I were chatting when a young man approached us. He started talking to us and invited us to go get some food down the street. His name was John. We agree, as the area is packed with people and police officers, so it's not just us alone with him. We order our food and he prays for both of us. I had never had this happen before, and I had no idea how to respond. So I thanked him and downgraded my fries to small. We were all sitting on the sidewalk eating when John pointed to a figure across the street. A man was just standing there, staring in our direction. He was there for some time, but we weren't too concerned until he started walking towards us. He was tall, thin, and pale. He turned to me and takes a deep breath and said, I've been following you for a while now, and I think you're gorgeous and yeah. I had very limited experience with boys, aside from my boyfriend, so I had no idea how to respond or how to turn him down. I started out a thank you or a gee whiz or something. The man sat down uninvited. He introduced himself as Caden, and he invites us back to his workplace, a weed dispensary that he's the manager of. Right away, alarm bells went off. I had no interest in weed or him, but Nadine was adamant about going and I will never leave my friend alone with two strange men, so I went with her. It was right around the corner. We entered, and he locked us in. 
we sat in the back room with Caden, and he turned on some music, and the others all smoked, but I declined. Caden started eating some smoked salmon strips from a sandwich bag and talked about how weed is the only way the government can't read your mind and other stuff like that. He started getting really angry and worked up. He kept mentioning my hair. He got mad at me for not liking the music that he put on, despite my never having said anything about it. A huge red siren was going off in my head. John finally had enough. Him and I had an entire conversation without saying a word, I swear. We knew we had to get out of there. John and I convinced Nadine to leave, but we had to get Caden to unlock the door first. John got loud and big, demanding Caden to let us leave. We practically sprinted out. John paid for my taxi home, made sure that I got home safely, and I thought that was the end. A few months later, a series of SAs occurred in the train tracks by my house. I was scared. Teen girls had been attacked randomly, and it was on the local news. He had been especially transfixed on their underwear during the attacks. Eventually, the police had a suspect and released his photo, which my dad asked me to look at, in case I saw him around town. My blood went cold. It was Caden. He was known to the police, and they advised the public not to approach him, as he had a history of violence. He ran. They had wanted person alerts on the news and played videos from his YouTube channel of him shirtless smoking weed. It was all kind of absurd. They eventually found him a week later, trying to cross the border to another state. He got convicted of S.A. against a minor and went to prison, but only for a year. He's out now, and I have no idea where he is. If you've read previous stories that I've posted on this channel, you'd think that New Orleans is a pretty bad place to visit. It's really not. You can be safe as long as you listen to your instincts. If something seems off, get out of the situation as best as you can. Because of Hurricane Katrina, I no longer live in New Orleans, but I visit periodically because my boyfriend is from there and has family there still. One night, we decided to go to the French Quarter and hit up Bourbon Street. It's probably the only street that most people know, and it's pretty much the end of the part most people visit. From Bourbon to the river, it's crowded. North of Bourbon, it's empty. When we got to Bourbon, we split up. We wanted to go to a strip club, and I wanted to walk around a bit, pop into some shops, and maybe find a beer that wasn't nine bucks. I wandered around Bourbon, looked at the antique shops on Royal, went down to Decatur and checked out Jackson Square, then looped back up to Bourbon. It took me about a half hour or so. As I was walking down Bourbon to the strip club, I saw my boyfriend standing out front waving at me. I walked over to him and he said that he was ready to leave, so we started heading back to the car. On the way, he had told me about a strange encounter that he had with some random guy on the street. My boyfriend had gone outside for a smoke a little while earlier, he rolls his cigarettes by hand. He buys a pouch of tobacco and uses rolling papers to make a cigarette. Because of this, a lot of people think it's pot. 
You don't know how many times we've been asked about it. Evidently, some guy saw him doing this and thought that he would be interested in buying some pot. Neither one of us smokes pot, so my boyfriend was not interested. The guy, however, was insistent. I've got some good stuff, man. Just come around the corner and we'll make a deal. Alarm bells are starting to ring in my boyfriend's head. Generally, drug dealers don't approach you, despite what 80s PSAs would have you believe. You're generally introduced to them by people that you know who can vouch for you. You gotta avoid the narcs. My boyfriend refused again, and the guy pushed some more. It's real good stuff. I'll give you a great deal. Let's just walk around the corner. My boyfriend did not want to get off of bourbon and go down to the deserted side of the street that this guy had suggested. Eventually, the guy left him alone, but the experience made him feel uneasy, so he was relieved when I showed up a few minutes later. After he told me about that, he explained his theories on what the deal was with his unprofessional drug dealer. Theory one is that there was no pot, and this guy was just trying to get him to go to a deserted street so that he could mug my boyfriend. Possible. Theory two is that there was no drugs and the guy was a cop who wanted to lure my boyfriend off of a crowded street so that they could make an arrest without drawing too much attention. Also possible. Theory three is that the guy was going to try to rip him off and sell him some oregano or catnip or some other type of fake weed. I don't think either one of us thought the deal was legit in any way. He was trying way too hard, according to my boyfriend. I was 18 when this happened. It was my friend's birthday, and to celebrate five or six friends and I decided to hit a club. As we were queuing up to get into the club, I had noticed an older man who must have been in his 40s kept staring at my friends and I, and feeling a little creeped out by this, I told my friends, but we just shrugged it off at the time. Once we finally got inside the club, it was still getting busy, so my friends and I bought our drinks and sat down. While I was talking to my friend about whatever, I noticed the older man from before. Now this dude looked crazy. He had crazy black hair, wild eyes that gave me chills, and looked like it hadn't been washed in a while. Basically, he looked like a real sleazebag. I quietly pointed this out to my friends, and since he had made us uncomfortable, we decided to hit the dance floor. This is where it got messed up. Creeper had decided to join us, so we moved to another part of the club to get away from him. Nope. He found us, and I clearly remember him creepily watching us as we danced. By now, we're all like, oh heck no. So we move away again, but he was walking right through the crowd and was right on our tail. Now we're beginning to freak out. The dude had such a strange smile and looked like he was enjoying the fact that he was scaring us. By now we're freaking out, and one of my friends is in tears because of this butthole. We decide to hide in the bathroom and figure out how we're going to handle this whole situation. My friends decide to tell one of the security guys and decide to ring my friend's dad, as by now she's beyond freaked out. We tell the security guys what was happening, and they went to look for Mr. Creepy Guy, and we head out of the club, making sure that he wasn't behind us.
and we finally got a taxi home. Thank you so much for listening to all of the stories in this video. I hope you enjoyed them. I also hope that you enjoy the extra rain at the end. Get a great night's sleep, everyone. And I'll read to you in the next video. Good night now.